0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Pop Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. You found it out of all the hundreds and thousands of podcasts out there. You found ours, and man, I am so glad you did. Um, I am super excited, super excited for today's show. We've got a, uh, we were supposed to do it yesterday, and there was some technical stuff that happened. Um, I just found out, actually, uh, off mic from our uh, guest today. I did not know this, um, even though I experienced it. Apparently, Mercury's in retrograde or something, and, um, you know, technology doesn't work. He was, or it, it can go on the thrift easily, he was letting me know, and yeah, it happened yesterday. It happened yesterday. I'm a victim of it, man. I'm a victim. I need to talk to the supervisor or something, um, but we're, uh, you know, everything's holding together today, knock on wood, and uh, so we're doing good, doing good. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest today. Um, he is a fantastic director. Not only did he direct uh, in the new movie that we're going to be talking about today, he also acted in it as well, and um, it's fantastic. It's, I really enjoyed this film, Night of the Caregiver, uh, and our our guest is Mr. Joe Cornett. Joe,
2: how are you doing, man? Hello, Jamie. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Oh yeah, any time, any time. You and I are, are on very similar wavelengths when it comes to interests and whatnot. Um, now, I, I don't want to pigeonhole anybody because I, I, I don't really believe in that. But I, I you primarily have been, uh, made westerns and whatnot, and then you decided, hey, let's go, let's go the horror direction. Um, this is produced by Alexander. Uh, I'm hoping I'm going to say his name right, uh, Nevsky.
2: Uh, That's correct. Did
1: Alexander approach you, or did you? You know, I, I don't know, Joe. I'm picturing you in your office at home, and and people are delivering
2: scripts all the time. You know, it's Hollywood. Um, well, how
1: did this come about?
2: Well, it's 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 very simple, really. And um, Alexander and I had just completed a Western of our own called gunfight at Rio Bravo, which came out earlier this year and is doing very well. And it's a very exciting mashup of, uh, spaghetti Westerns versus, uh, along with action movies. So, uh, it's kind of fun that way. And it has a lot of action film guys in it, in Western roles, like Olivier Gruner and Matthias Hughes. But, um, by the way, um, uh, uh, nice on your on your intro music. I like the uh, spaghetti oh. western surf vibe. <laughs>
1: exactly, <laughs> I, I dig cute. that. Oh man, I got to um, tell you, Joe. When I first started doing the show, I got um, uh, these. I needed intro, you know, bumper music, I guess is what they call it. I knew none yeah. of this stuff. You know, I had a friend of mine said, "Hey, I think the podcast stuff might have some some traction to it. Why don't you try that out?" You know. And I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have any of the equipment. I, anyway, long story short. So, in getting all ready to do this thing uh, and acquiring all this stuff, I said, well, I'm going to need mm-hmm. some bumper music, and I bought one of those, those like a whole big box of uh, streaming uh, royalty-free. You know, because I, I only I wanted to pay as little as I had to. Because I didn't know if I was going to be doing this after a month. You know, and um, that that music. Was the last track I listened to? I know these other people understand. These are like little fifteen second bumper pieces of music. After four days, and I said, "Well, oh, well, that's it. <laughs> we've got, it. and we've had it ever since." You know,
2: perfect. I love it's, it. I love the. I, yeah. I love the atmosphere it leads you into. So me too. That's great. Me too. I I dig it. So you guys have made uh, this western. And well, we had we had, we had just completed Gunfight at Rio Bravo, and it was uh, a few months after uh, we were involved uh, after production. We were involved in post, and uh, Alexander came to me at one of we meet on a regular basis every week and uh, to mm-hmm. strategize yeah. and get together and see what the next project is. And he asked me. He said uh, we, we had been talking about an action movie, we had been talking about another western, we had been talking about all kinds of things, um, and I, he said, what what would you think about directing a horror film? And I thought about that, and I thought, hmm. hmm. Well, I kind of did that a few years prior on something that really okay. didn't get very far out there in the, in the public eye, but I, I love horror, I love classic horror, I love... Universal Studio Monsters, you know, Dracula, <laughs> and Wolfman, and all those guys. I love those guys. I grew up with those guys. And, uh, of course, I love in no particular order, but these are my big horror films, The Shining, the Rosemary's Baby, The Haunting, mm. um, uh, Burnt Offerings, uh, The Thing, The Omen, and certainly The Exorcist. So mm. I, I, I thought with that you know, in my psyche already for many, many years. I said, well, Alexander, look, um, I got to request one thing. I said, is it about zombies? And he goes, why do you ask? And I said, well, you know, with the profusion of the zombie zombie genre, I I just don't think I have anything to add to that. He goes, well, and by the way, I played a zombie once (laughs) some years ago. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, but I thought, you know, and he said, no, 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 don't worry. It's a, it's a very psychologically driven tale about, uh, uh, the, the, um, occult and a little bit of saint, the Satanism mm. and the paranormal. And I thought, okay. And, uh, then he said, Didn't and I, I kind of, yeah. yeah. And I thought, uh, and then he said one thing that hooked me and he said, well, if you could approach it, say, in a style like Dario Argento would. And oh, wow. Dario Argento yep. is one of my favorite directors. And, uh, you know, and he's a guy that, oh, by the way, started out in Westerns with Sergio Leone uh, in a right. time
0: in the West
2: and then moved on to Cat of Nine Tales and all those great films in the early 70s. And, uh, and then through the 80s and through today, you know, but um, I thought, okay, I can do that. And within about uh, two months thereafter, we were at location and we were filming. And uh, the wow. film has the great Natalie Denise Sparrow and um, uh, Eileen Dietz, uh, who is our direct connection to The Exorcist, by the way. As you probably right. know, she played Pazuzu in Friedkin's original film. And we've got the great Eric Roberts and we've got Anna Orris. And it's a, it's a good cast. And uh, we had a great location, and more importantly, we had a great deal of fun making this.
1: Fantastic, fantastic, and you can't leave out Detective Roman, Mr. Oh yeah, Jones, that guy. That?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's but a real the the reason mental. to see the film, but uh, I didn't want to, you know, say too much about that. I, but I uh, know I was like. Natalie? Natalie Who? Where's Joe?
1: We got to see Joe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, everybody was great in this. Everybody uh, was fantastic. And you know, you've got I Deeds Deeds, Eric Roberts. You know, all the the whole cast. Really, uh, you you mm-hmm. know that they're gonna bring it. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's it's oh yes. Yeah. Um, uh, my only disappointment, is, man. I'm not see. I I'm supposed to. I got a I had a meeting. Uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, well, about a month ago, actually. It hasn't been a couple months. It's been about a month where we can only talk about, you know, we're not supposed to promote. So I'm not promoting anything. All I'm going to say about um, Eric Roberts is I wish his character in a certain Caped Crusader film, which, um, you know, he was he was one of the mo- bad guys in it. I wish it was more of screen time for him. That's all I'm saying because I thought it was, he played that really well. Anyhow, anyhow. Wow. We're going to talk about what we're he's going to a, he's, talk a great, about. He's, he's a great guy. He's a great guy to work with. He really is. Oh, yeah. And he's always in stuff. I don't think the guy – now, that is an actor who works all the time, or at least
2: it seems, you know. He, 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 he loves He loves working, and he loves being on a film set. And he's been working steadily for how many decades? And he likes to work <laughs> – if he can do it, he likes to work every day of the week. He he loves it,
0: and it shows
2: because amazing. he doesn't. Uh, he comes in and he brings he brings his top game all the time. Oh, that's and he's just a great, great, you know? great positive, respectful guy to work with, and just very, very easy to work with. And uh, I had great fun with him.
1: No, you yourself though. Uh, I mean, you're no flouch. Um You've done a lot of stuff. Thank I'm you, with your IMDb. And um, you know, you've got a. Let me ask you this. You know, you're out of LA now, right? Somewhere, uh, somewhere out there yeah. in, in Hollywoodland. Mm-hmm. Um, did you grow up out there, or where did you? And and before you became, you know, uh, doing all the film work and whatnot, a, a filmmaker. Um, and thespian and director, all this stuff writer uh when you were growing up, did you know that like the movie business is what you wanted you know what was gonna happen what what you needed to to be
2: well, i didn't know it at the time, and uh from the time I was about oh i guess thirteen fourteen years of age on, I became very enthusiastic about cameras. And I had uh, huh? I had a couple of cheap, you know, uh, still photography cameras, and I had uh, a couple of movie cameras, which were a little bit more expensive. And I had yeah. a, a sound movie camera. I had a silent movie camera, and I had both 16 millimeter and Super 8. Primarily, I worked with the Super 8. Wow. And then those days, everything is it was sprockets and gears and tape oh, or glue yeah, or your, razor head blades head and all blade that. Blade. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. And, uh, and that's the world I grew up in. And then by the time I got into early adulthood, you know, things started changing rapidly. And then um, I drifted away from all this, and I did a couple of different things for a number of years. And I came back to this because I, would, I had been in, believe it or not, I had been in the commercial real estate business. Okay. And, uh, and and I on um, on the West Coast and in you know Arizona and New Mexico and, and and yes. and boy if you think that if you think the movie business is hard oh boy
1: <laughs> but but anyway I got, I tell people I, all the time I lived in San Diego for ten years right out of college and uh, you know I had my art degree and stuff and I'm a painter by trade I paint pictures of people and stuff trying to make my living been doing that a long time but not when I first moved to Southern California. I had a, uh, my ex-wife's father, uh, uh, father, uh, or, yeah, yeah. well, he was her mom's husband. I forget the term. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He was into uh, commercial real estate as well. and um, But he did a whole different thing. He sold books and courses, you know, in the dream. Okay. And uh, let me tell you folks, the people in that game who make the big money are the people selling the books and courses. Um, we're selling on that dream, you know. Um but I did I got into uh real estate and I tell people I said, you know, you see those old movies and, and old pictures and videos of, of the the how the stock exchange in New York used to be and it's so pressure and sure. I'm like, that's the real estate business in Southern California. It is man, you yeah. it is rough. <laughs> you know, it
2: is rough. Yeah. And, well um, I, I I I got out of it just sort of in the nick of time and uh basically saving my ass. <laughs> I mean just just barely. Um and I, I got a little <laughs> bounced around there and bruised up. Uh and I got out in I was officially out by like twenty eleven. Okay, and I okay. mean out okay. completely out. So the made-up stuff and everything, right at the end there. Oh and, man, and yeah, and I was I was robo I, I, and- yeah, and I did I did everything myself basically. I mean, I, I had oh, people I worked with, but that were I was very close to. But I mean, I basically did everything myself. So I got out, and as I said, just barely, thank God. Right. And and I kind of sat around for a year, and I had. Um, I was taking uh, I, I was at a like a like a writer's seminar and I remember this okay. vividly uh at USC and it was actually hosted by the at that time still uh still living writers from the James Bond series. So you okay. you, you okay. had pe- you had people like uh um uh Mankowitz was there and um uh, that's a class worth so, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. so anyway, so they we were in a break, and I was talking to one of these guys. I forget, and it wasn't one of the guys on the – it wasn't one of the writers specifically, but it was an, another guy. And I had said that I was taking all of my uh, Super 8-millimeter movies, and I was transferring them all from to Blu-ray, you know, all the things I had made when I was like <laughs> – 15 to 22
0: okay and okay.
2: he said you know it'd be very interesting two things he said it'd be very interesting to remake one of those now just rewrite it expand it and make it with you know all this marvelous digital equipment and uh, and you could even incorporate that older footage like of yourself it's hardly ever been done oh, yeah. at that point it had never been done I thought wow that's a fascinating yeah. concept So i thought about this and somebody else approached me about this too and said you know you gotta just for fun remake one of these and so Mm -hmm. i thought how do i do this and i spent a lot of time over the next year years actually you know because i'm a film guy primarily even though it had already gone by the wayside a long time before And, and and i thought well you know let me uh i've always kind of been against digital cameras but let me take a look And I just kept studying and studying, and I started to take more and more classes and writing classes and different uh, classes on, on, uh, well, I took a number of acting classes um, just for fun. Mm. And I had known and knew at that time a lot of working actors, and I decided, eh, you know, I'd made a couple of shorts and fooled around like that, and I was so proud when I slapped up one of my early ones on YouTube, you know, you know, you know, the routine. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I thought, you know, I'm in a position now. I could actually make and finance one of these. So I wrote a feature length Western. I shot it. And within um, a few months after I finished post-production, I had it picked up by a distributor who liked it enough that asked me, uh, do you have any more? And my case is very unusual. This is not the normal way things go in this
0: business.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm very lucky because I think that when I had the opportunity, I was prepared for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm very big on on strategizing and thinking, what's the next step? What's the next piece of the puzzle, okay? What's the next rung of the ladder? And I've always thought that sort of way. Anyway, so I just happened to be – Again, kind of uh, for fun, but kind of not, kind of very seriously involved in making a second Western, and they picked that up right away before it was even finished. And before I knew it, within several years' time, I had three Westerns all in international release. Okay? Nice. And then I, I, a very close friend of mine who's a great film composer named Sean Murray introduced me to a longtime uh, friend of his, and that was Alexander Nevsky. And he said, you two guys should meet. Because Sean had just uh, scored my most recent Western, which is a movie called Promise. And uh, Mm -hmm. we had just finished it, and it was about to come out the following uh, spring. And he introduced us in November of... No, excuse me. September of 2020, I think it was. And Alexander and I became very close very quickly, and he's a great guy, and uh, and and it just went from there. And then we went to making a western together. Which he, which Alexander was like, how can I be in a western? I'm an action movie guy. I said, simple. I know exactly right. how to do it. <laughs> and if yeah. you see Gunfight at Rio Bravo, it's like one of Alexander's best performances he's ever given. And, um, nice. I mean, he's great anyway, but, I mean, he he really he really pulled out all the stops on this one. So there is that. And then we came to Night of the Caregiver. And then we did yet another film, which is called Taken from Rio Bravo, which is the second in the Rio Bravo franchise. And that will come out nice. uh, within the next few months, probably early in the new year.
1: dot j a m i e r o x x dot u s.
0: Metal Babe
2: Mayhem
0: that's w dot l o v e s h a c k a p o t h e c a r y as well as online on instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. from La Holler to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierock.us.
2: Wow! Oh, but right now, you're it's doing all about the
1: caregiver. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And we're definitely going to be promoing this and, and pushing that. But I just want to, just an observation, a quick observation, a uh, quick thought. You're doing all this. Well, number one, a couple thoughts. It really illustrates, and I think this is kind of new in our society, um, that, you know, everybody, we we have lived in this this way of of being programmed to, okay, you're going to become this, you're going to have this career, and, you know, you're going to do that till you retire and, um, you know, live out your your senior years there, Um, and that's your identity, you know, and the the world is, is big and dynamic and things change and things happen. And, you know, there's, I, I think it's so, your story is so interesting that it really illustrates that you don't have to stay in that same lane. You know, you can at any time say, okay, I want to do something different. Here's what it is. Let me uh, figure out how to do that, you know, and you did. Yeah. And the other well, thought is, yeah. This is all happening during a pandemic, you know? (laughs) We didn't know theaters were going to open up again. And you're making movies.
2: That's That's awesome. That's (laughs) self-commitment. Well, there is commitment. You've got to be serious, and you've got to be positive, and more on that in a second. But, you know, it it, it really does prove that you don't have to follow convention. I've always been something of a maverick. My father kind of gave me that. He was never very... Uh, great follower of convention, and he was always telling me when I was younger that uh, you know just in, enjoy your life. Don't don't do something right. that you're miserable at. And I've done various things. You know, I don't know if I would have lasted even as long as I have lasted up to this point if I had done this when I was say 20 years old. I, you know, I would have been too vain and stupid in those days to to handle it. And, and I would not have handled it in a strategic nature. Like, uh, like I, I have been trying to do, but it just shows that, you know, it's, it's, it's a serious business. It's not fun and games and it's not for the faint at heart (laughs) and it's not for somebody who, who can't commit all the way. But once, once you get there and you're focused and you're prepared and you're presented with something and you're ready to take it, it, it all comes together. And that's, and that all that comes from being focused and being positive. Absolutely. Know? And Absolutely. it just shows that it, 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 it's not that anybody can do anything, but it's definitely if you, if, if you're focused and, and you're, you're strong about something and you'll get there.
1: Absolutely. In anything. And mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter, you're right, it doesn't matter what you're doing. I, I would tell people, you know, and I do tell people this all the time. You know, they're like, oh, you know, you're really lucky. I said, yes, I, I, I am lucky in that I was aware enough to recognize opportunity
0: <laughs> when it was
1: in front of me. Um, took a lot of missing opportunity to uh, get that awareness down. <laughs> you know, that right, didn't right, right. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing is, too, is, is, you know, the great thing about, uh, you know, your background, my background, too, in, in dealing in, in real estate and wheeling and dealing and all that kind of stuff is um, you kind of learn, you have to learn to be kind of savvy as far as the business side of things. And, you know, yeah. ask yourself, how do I apply this to the creative as opposed to a lot of creative people who it takes a long time for them to get the business side of it down, you know, and, um, and it doesn't have to be a big one or the other. When you can figure out how to get those two sides to work in concert,
2: ooh, you, got, you got something there, you know. Um, absolutely. And, and you can't let the creative overtake the business side.
1: Right. As much as
2: I prefer, believe me, I'd rather sit on the creative side all day and all night. Uh,
1: but Absolutely. you can't do
2: that. No, no,
1: and and you know it's. Uh, oh man, I don't know about you. I've got a wife that likes shoes. You know, <laughs> 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 gotta gotta keep the hustle going, man. Otherwise, I yeah, won't exactly. Mm-hmm. No, you know it's it. That's important too. You know, I joke, but seriously surround yourself with people that are, you know, that are not cheering when you strike out that um, at the same time, you know, will be honest enough with you, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work, <laughs> you know, it's been, saved me a lot of money, somebody saying that, you know, uh, because it makes me say a that, maybe work.
2: yeah, that that helps tremendously and it also helps to also surround yourself with people that are better than you because, Right. <laughs> You, you know you, you never you, you're not going to learn otherwise and you're not going right, to have something to strive cool. for oh mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely
1: um <laughs> i'm inherently lazy i tell people that all the time i try to figure out the 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 way that i can do something with the least amount of work um is i don't always succeed in that um, but at least I'm thinking about it, you know. Well, what can I do to, <laughs> to make this easier? Um, but that's just, man, I was a knucklehead for a long time. <laughs> you know, when I was, weren't I'm we an all. old man now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, this is a cool film, Night of the Caregiver. I, um, I you know, and it's it's interesting because I, like you, am, am fans of kind of that, that 70s, Uh, And this movie, I don't want to let anybody think that this movie seems dated or anything like that, because it really doesn't. This is very fresh, uh, and it's just filmed in a way of of, of, uh, there's a realism to it, and we're talking about a supernatural horror film that is very cool. Um, And for my horror fans out there, you know, people who listen to the show that are willing to horror, I know that you guys are a bunch of weirdos and in the fact that you go on and on about practical effects, man, you should see the makeup on the monster in this, um, the, the, the demonic creature. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Thing. Um, but that makeup's
2: fantastic, Joe. Fantastic. Thanks. We had, we had a great, we had a fabulous makeup artist on this and, uh, really the invention of that thing that you're talking about, that was all on um, our, our makeup team. And uh, Maria uh, did all of that herself. I mean, mm. with some guidance from Alexander and myself, we said, we maybe said, hey, we'd like it to look kind of like this. And she built that whole thing up from, from nothing. So when you see that thing wow. on screen... Uh, that's my my hats off to her, and and her team because it was uh, really phenomenal. And plus, you know, of course, it's a, it's a horror movie, and you know we have some blood effects in it. And and yeah. those were basically we did those kind of old school practical too. You know, <laughs> I, I wanted it to have I wanted it to have that look, and I just didn't want to just splash a bunch of digital blood all over the screen. You know? Right, right. No, it's just, it's cool, man.
1: It's cool. I'll tell you, um, and then you meet the the, um, uh, the the elder lady, I'm trying to remember, Lillian. Lillian, that's who it was. Lillian, yeah. In mm-hmm. her room. I got to tell you, man, I, I'm watching this, and I notice stuff like this, you know, because you know, I'm a weirdo artist guy. I'm a visual guy. I'm like, don't even go looking on eBay for a TV like the TV she's got in her room.
2: I wanted it so bad, Joe. I'm like that's a cool well, T V. We
1: happen.
2: we had a we we had a great guy, Dean Carr, doing the art direction. He has a pretty good history in this business. And uh he's known for finding these kind of uh wow, um, man. props. What and, a cool job that is. And and I couldn't believe it because I was at I was in that the location served as, the, as Lillian's house I was there before it was set dressed and I thought it was already giving me kind of a creepy vibe and then after it was dressed up and you mentioned that tv but there's a scene in the kitchen where Lillian mm. gives nurse Juliet the, the, the cookies <laughs> and mm-hmm. they, they're having this nice little chat and William says, oh, "Aren't you pretty?" and all this stuff, and it's all very nice. And but if you look in the background in that scene, nothing is right in there. And I and I wanted it instantly unsettling <laughs> in this film. Right. I wanted you to feel in, very very quickly uncomfortable. And uh, oh, and I think man. I I think with some of those things like the the taxidermy stuff and and all of that, I think oh, we can't yeah. pull that off. Yeah. I just wanted it. I I wanted the audience to say, "This place is not right. (laughs) It's not right." And I kind of, yeah, yeah, and I kind of, I kind of did that throughout the whole film, even, even through the, uh, uh, the ending resolution, as we'll call it. Uh, But uh, you know, even the the opening scene, uh, the second Mm -hmm. scene, I should say, with Eric Roberts and myself. There's something very tense about that scene, and uh, Absolutely. you know we kind of played off each other like there was some distrust, and I don't really believe in this, but you know, and and uh, and he didn't oh, he yeah. didn't really he was very tense with me, and and uh, so it's it's instantly unsettling. I hope. Oh yeah,
1: and your your performance too. I mean, you your acting as perform- Detective Roman um, Eckhart. Thank you. Is, uh, is phenomenal, and you know, you just visually see you <clears throat> uh, or Detective Roman, I should say, who you're playing, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's seen some stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, this, Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. disturbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, it's it's a fantastic film and it's out now right uh, it's been released it's not uh do we have to wait for it no it's out now i believe i'm looking for my notes it here. Was, it, and it,
2: yes it was it was released on august the 15th uh video nice. on demand uh at first it was on voodoo i believe it's i believe by now it's on amazon prime and and a couple of other uh so if you just if you just Google it'll probably show up where you can find it, but it's in a it's it's uh, somewhat limited and limited theatrical releases too. Um oh, no, nice. uh, across North America, but uh, it it will be coming out in a general wide release uh, in September or October, and uh, and and right. uh, also on you? also exactly, and also available, you know, so you can own a DVD of it by then as well absolutely you know it's interesting i
1: watched your film and my uh my wife has had some medical stuff recently in the last month or so and she's been in the hospital a couple of times and she's at a point uh-huh. now where she's at home and but we have to do these IVs mm-hmm. every day we have a nurse that comes once a week and changes her uh, pick line mm-hmm. dressing and all this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. you know we're my my wife's a sculptor and I'm a painter. So, you know, we're weirdo artists anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking when the nurse was here, I never, <laughs> until I watched your film, I started looking around our living room where she does all this. That she calls. <laughs> and I'm like, and she's a very sweet lady. She's a very sweet lady. She brought she just was in Jamaica. She's Jamaican and she just brought me a bottle of Jamaican rum. I mean, she's a very nice lady, but I'm looking around uh-huh. our house and I'm going, you know, we're we're both grown up old. You know, we were young goth kid weirdos. You know, and so we have all this weird stuff in our house. And I'm like, it looks like the Adams family. And um, <laughs> I'm like, maybe we should de uh, witchcraft the, the front room here before she comes over. Uh oh, four ladies. you know, probably thinks she's walking into something like this. Um, <laughs>
2: you know. Mm-hmm. You never know oh
1: man yeah it's crazy this is um this is a fantastic film everybody and i want to tell you is if you're uh this isn't one of those films this is a film that, that makes you think and it sticks with you a couple of days afterwards and whatnot and you think about things and you re go over things you mull it over in your mind and whatnot and and just appreciate all these little details to it um and in the story and 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 the way it's, it's uh, presented and whatnot. Very, very cool. I like a, to me, that's the art of film. When a film does that, if I watch a film and I forget about it 30 seconds later yeah, it was a waste of my time. You know what I mean? This is not a waste of your time. Folks. I like this. And, um, you know, if you're into, if you're into creepy stuff, this, <laughs> this will definitely give you the creeps, you know, almost in a Hitchcock
2: way, you know, um, I, I'm very, very I'm, cool. I'm so glad to hear that from you. Thank you so much. I appreciate. Yeah.
1: It.
2: And now, folks, a couple of quick
1: messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. <laughs> Listen to this cool episode ad free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.ja.m.i.e.r.o.x.x.us
0: Hey, Rockers, this is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Sousan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few.
1: Lbion. dot com, Michelle dot com, very very cool stuff. Check it out. Folks.
2: I don't know where you found the house, but
1: somebody lives in the that house. house.
2: Maybe the, not. The, yeah, somebody does live in that house, and uh, well, you know, to add to some back backstory, creepy legends because every horror film should have one. Certainly, The Exorcist had legends about it. The Omen had legends about it. Uh, Well, in our little location, we had a resident ghost, so I was told. I never saw the ghost. Um, We also, one night, we were getting set up to film the demon, okay? Mm -hmm. And we were all ready to go, and the power goes out because a transformer (laughs) blew down the street, and the entire the entire side of the hill from the top of the Hollywood Hills down, and this is the valley side into Toluca Lake is pitch black. Wow.
1: Oh so, man.
2: That's not so good. I waited, <laughs> I waited about 45 minutes. That's and we a whole, did, this was, well, was yeah, mean. we were, we were, I'm, I'm not saying there was some entity that was pissed off at us or playing with us, but who knows? But, uh, but anyway, so I, dismissed everyone after about half hour 45 minutes and we all went our separate ways and uh, on my way back I live in Pasadena mm. uh, and on my way back uh, home that night because we did all night shoots practically
1: right, and, right. Yeah, uh, to be. I got
2: to be. a I, I got a I got a call from the owner of the location saying you know after, after 15 minutes after everybody left. <laughs> The property, oh, the God. power went back on.
0: Oh,
2: no. So you just, you know, there's some things oh, you can yeah. control and some things you can't. So I don't know. Can. Yeah, it's crazy. But, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, Alexander no, it was, was on it the phone
1: five minutes later.
2: we got to get everybody <laughs> back
1: up there. Not tonight, <laughs> yeah.
2: Alexander. Not tonight. Get well free fortunately I think it was about Jeez. yeah, I think it was about one thirty in the morning. So I, I think oh, whoever man. wasn't on that set was asleep. So um <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was a good bit of fun. But it was it was a, a, a fun challenge going into this because you know, being known as sort of the Western guy the last few years. Right. And having been in various Western film festivals the last few years and having been used to, uh, twirling up <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. and
2: riding horses and beating up bad guys. This was sort of a different thing for me, but, uh, but, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, but I, I oh, yeah. the reason I enjoyed it is because of the wonderful cast and the wonderful crew. And I have to say, Absolutely. I to mention about our cinema, our DP, Sam Wilkerson, who I've worked with now on four feature films, and he's just great. He and I are in sync like you can't believe. And I well, just man, tell him had what head. I want it to look like. Yeah, and he he's a genius at composition. And oh, you know, amazing. when I was when I was doing westerns, it was one kind of composition because you know I I film in very wide screen, as wide as I could possibly get, and I have a lot of vistas right. and big huge shots. Looking down off of hills and wide screen in town with gunfights and stuff like that, and and you know the 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 colors and the and the the earth tones and everything, but you do something like this, it's a completely different compositional approach. Um, absolutely. uh, That's why. That's why I use it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why the the lighting was so key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's
1: so amazing because it almost. It's almost you get this like almost suffocation vibe. It's like I got to get out the hell out of this. How, this is not good, you know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it out! It, oh man! And then the dean, like I said, it's just all. And hey, folks, don't let Joe fool you. know I know he's a Western guy and everything. He was rocking that, <laughs> uh, you know, pretty well that leather jacket there, and it was a, a cool jacket. So I don't know, Joe. Was that out of your closet or did your uh,
2: your your wardrobe? Uh... Go? I, I I have a I have a leather uh, jacket, uh, uh, Marlon Brando, the Wild One style jacket, similar to that, but that was not the one I wore in the movie. But uh, I, 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 I don't know what I was thinking at the time. I mean, some somebody said to me, Wait, "Who the hell are you supposed to be, Serpico?" You know, so, mm. I took that as a compliment.
1: Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, and for any young bucks out there, I will tell you this. Get yourself a leather jacket. If you're a little nerdy, maybe a little awkward, a little off, having a leather jacket will change your life. Um, It's amazing. amazing. Absolutely. You will meet more girls with a leather jacket than you ever would think about meeting something bass music, unless it's a really good car. Um, Yeah. Jackets, (laughs) I'm gorgeous, you
2: know. A, a, a A leather jacket... Leather jacket goes a long way, and you don't even have to have a motorcycle. No, although that no. can help. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: This is a cool film, folks. Night of the Caregiver. We're rolling into the weekend right now. This is a great, great film, and it's one of those horror movies that you're, you're. I don't. I, I don't want to get any emails from any. I'm not trying to offend anybody about being misogynistic. I, I just want to say. But if you're like me, my wife, she doesn't want to just watch a splatter gore movie. Not, not her thing, you know? And if, 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 if I were to just, yeah. Hey, let's watch a movie. She'll ask questions to ascertain that. That's not what she's getting into, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, I get it. But supernatural thriller or, or, you know, horror. Oh man. She's, she's like Joe. She's into it. She likes the exorcist, the omen, all this kind of stuff. and, this is right in there. This is right in there. I think people are going to be being creeped out and scared at this movie. I predict for years to come, Joe. This is a this is a Thank this you. is a horse I bet on it. You know, seriously.
2: That's that's a Just hell of an on. endorsement. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, are you going to be doing more horror? Are you going to be doing
2: horror and western? Um, what's what's in the pipe? I'm curious because I'm looking at your work. You're really good i can i I can assure you I'm going to be doing more westerns in fact, I know what is going to be our next western, and right. uh we are definitely going to be doing that for sure uh We don't have anything definitive yet, but uh if uh it's if only been out a week <laughs> i'm asked to if i'm asked to yeah if I'm asked to revisit the horror genre, let me just put it this way: I would love to. I would love to, oh, awesome. and I'd like to that's e- awesome. explore more in in this way because I really tried to do something a little bit different and and kind of classy, I hope, and uh, yeah. you know, and something that would be sort of set apart from what you normally see. And and yes, there absolutely. are absolutely you can say there are retro elements to it. It's not set in in a time gone by. But I tried right, to give it a right. look and a feel that would be appropriate with with having a modern sensibility. I got,
1: I'm telling you, I got that vibe, you know, that, that kind of 70s horror, you know, exorcist type vibe, you know. Um, totally. Sandyville horror, that kind of, that, that era, you know. And that, to, to me, is a classic spook fest right there. You know, that is good stuff. Um, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I, I can't wait to see more of your work. I am going Thank to you. be Welcome. watching also this weekend, and uh, folks, after you watch Night of the Caregiver, and uh, you, join me if you want to. You can get it; uh, I believe it's on Amazon. I'm going to be watching also because I'm, I'm. We've been talking a little bit about it. The um,
2: uh, Gunfight at Rio Bravo. <laughs> gotta
1: oh, it, I, I gotta watch it, man! No. I gotta watch yeah, it now.
2: Yes, I hope you do because that's, that film is that film is a lot of fun. And uh Well you play the sheriff um, in that, right? I do. I do. Nice. And Alexander Nevsky plays a mysterious uh guy with a very mysterious past who oh, no. kind of steps in and saves the day. I'll just say that. And uh, nice. and he's gr- nice. he's great in it. And there's some great fight scenes and some great uh, gunslinging scenes and everything you want in a, in a Western that that is an action packed Western, you'll get it in this big time.
1: Very cool. Very cool. And we've we've had, we've had a lot of good uh,
2: notices on that. And, and uh, I, I, I encourage people to go out there and see it. And I have a, and also Alexander's other movies, um, Moscow Heat, Black Rose, oh, uh, Showdown in Manila. Check out his nice. his other movies because they're all great and they're good fun.
1: Nice action, passion—it's sounding like. I love oh, it.
2: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I love it. I'm and and you could check out enough. my previous stuff too, like uh, like Promise, which is a very special film for me, and it has some marvelous performances and. It, Won a lot of awards and and uh, it's it's out there too on pretty much everything. Promise it's a it's a gr- it's a fun movie as well. But and it's a little more serious and dark and moody. But uh, but you'll have fun with that too. Nothing wrong with very, that. Uh, in a, in a traditional western way. Again, by way That's of really the, cool. my, my nod to Italian westerns as well. So. <laughs> Nice. Well, those were, you know, those, it was interesting
1: when those came out because I I grew up, the the reason I got into Westerns is my father. My father was of a certain age and he was a Western guy. You know, he liked Westerns. I, Uh he liked classic kind of cowboy Westerns, you know, and to me, I was always like, Really? That guy's been sleeping outside for a week, you know, on the run from the posse, <laughs> and his, his shirt's still ironed, you know, and he's clean shaven, you know? And then yeah. my dad finally got sick of hearing me sit, talk about all this. And this was back in the golden age of Betamax movies. Um, ah, like there I'm you an go, old man. And yeah, he, he said, let me introduce you to Sergio Leo. <laughs> you know? Uh oh. I'm like, I'm like, here we go. Finally, there's dirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah, know?
2: guys, that's mm. me. I love it. Uh, you know, it, it was well, an element those, of all, the those, all those Italian westerns, uh, Corbucci maybe as much as Leone uh, mm. informed my vision. Uh, you know, I, I, I was, of course, a, a big Hitchcock fan. I still am. Um, you know, I'm a huge Billy Friedkin fan uh and and you know growing up and seeing these things when i was lucky enough to see them in the in the second run houses around town you know uh that was Mm. great like i remember in high school i went to see uh, a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and the good the bad the ugly they all played (laughs) In his same theater, back to back, in <laughs> South Pasadena, day. California, um, and and I went to the theater to see them, and I sat there through all three. Now that's like what mm. uh, six hours of six and a half hours, something. Yeah. You know? So, and I remember going to school on Monday morning, saying, "Wow, this is cool! I finally saw them all in the theater." You know, and everyone said, "You're supposed to pick one." <laughs> and I'm like, How no, no,
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh man, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Well, it's so cool. And I think, you know, I'm going to say, you know, thank you as a film, you know, for being the filmmaker you are and, and and keeping the western genre going because you just don't see it as much. You know, I mean, there, there's not as many. Um, well, you know.
0: Uh, <sighs> there's a
1: lot less superheroes and types and stuff in it. And, you know, that's, that's the mythology of the, of the day, but I have always felt the Western it's so intrinsically American. Um, and even the spaghetti Western stuff that, you know, were shot in Spain and, and places. Um, it's just really cool to see those and to see new ones, you know, uh, in a yeah. genre that, that yeah. you like. And yeah, um, not a lot of people do it, and I'm telling you, it's—I've never made a movie that I would imagine any type of period movie is hard to do, you know, because you gotta—you can't just film it on the streets, you know, or
2: well, have a it, plane it, fly overhead. I—I've been lucky enough to have a lot of great locations to shoot at. Uh, Gammons Gulch over in Southern Arizona is a fantastic Western town to shoot at. White um, nice. Horse Ranch here in California is uh, is an excellent location, and I, I was again. This is the thing where I was luckier than most because I had access to a lot of wide open country that most filmmakers would not normally have access to, and and uh, and so I had that advantage. I also had the advantage of knowing a lot of these cowboy guys and uh, and 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 I knew wranglers. I, I knew, I knew reenactors, civil war reenactors and cowboy gunfighter reenactors. And, and, and the more I made these things, the more of them I knew. So I would just pick up the phone and I could get, you know, 20 guys, you know, who in their own loving every passion. second. Love, yeah. Right. Loving every second of, of coming onto a set like this. So, and, and I, and I've worked with a lot of, legendary cowboy uh western actors like Don Murray. Uh that's cool. Like L Q Jones. Clue <laughs> Ghouli. You imagine having a barbecue
1: and Don and Murray comes over. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Gee.
2: Uh, uh I've, oh, I've, I I've I more or less had that experience, but uh but oh, more on that another time. But uh uh no it's been it's been a heck of a lot of Fun and you know, a lot of these guys are no longer with us, and uh, right. which is very sad, but but in some capacity or another, and I don't mean that I've always worked with every one of these guys in front of a camera lens, but you know, they have helped me over the years mm. and they have guided me throughout the years, and and I've come to well, know just, it, it's cool like, to uh, have Christopher Mitchell like this, so
1: hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, it's cool to be able to pick up a phone, or you know, and call, for, hey, I was thinking about doing this way, how is that, you know, saddle placement work, or whatever, you know, and somebody knows, right, <laughs> you know, and it's one of right. those little things like that, that somebody on the internet will be going, well, that wasn't the right way, that was, well, actually, yes, it was,
2: so, <laughs> You know, because this guy's been doing. You know, that's it. A, that's a very pertinent point. I've I've actually had that a number of times. Where, well, they they wouldn't have carried that gun, or they wouldn't have uh, used those right. kinds of uh, spurs or whatever. And, no, you'd be wrong about that. You know, it's, it's interesting. People's opinions exactly. are not always uh, very accurate. But uh, but I, well, I I also like westerns because I love riding horses, and I ha- I've had a horse for yeah. quite a few years. And I, I haven't been able to, what with all that's been going on in the last few weeks, I haven't been able to get up to visit with her the last few weeks. But I'm going to fix right. that this weekend. Well, she knows your business. She gets kind of, the, the gets kind of upset when I don't go oh. out there. Yeah. yeah exactly. But uh, so yeah. it's like it's, it's like part of my culture and my world, too, you know, uh, the way that's I live. Cool. So. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, it's been great but talking to you, I also like you, the leather I really... motorcycle jacket, too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: there you go. There you go. I really want to thank you for taking time. I know you're super busy, and, you know, all I'm going to say is you're real good at what you do. And thank you doing it. If you ever wake up one morning and say, eh, I don't feel like doing it today, I don't think, after talking to you, I don't think you have many of those mornings. But if you ever do, there, there's one cat out here in, in South Florida that hopes you – uh you know,
2: shake that off and get to work because uh, you're
1: real, real good
2: at what you do. And uh, I thank really. Thank you. I, you know, really it means funny. a lot to me. And, I, and and both Alexander and I thank you for your support of independent film and your support for our films. And, and we really appreciate oh, yeah. it. Uh, well, especially it's, right it's now just,
1: with, the, with the strike, you guys are keeping yeah, us entertained. That's what I was say. Not, only, not only with the strike, really during the whole pandemic. Um, because I mm-hmm. tell you, everything got shut down. We're all watching indie films. <laughs> you know, we are yeah. we're watching indie films. Yeah. I'm watching YouTube channels and stuff. You know, and the movies and oh yeah, uh, just trying to keep my sanity. You know, because there wasn't anything new happening. And that's cool, man. That is cool. Well, and, obviously, you know, even I was,
2: uh, oh go I, ahead. I was going to say, obviously, we're obviously we're kind of on hold right now. Uh, with everything going on but I, I imagine things will resolve themselves uh here at one point. Um but we've got a lot of stuff that's already finished before right. all this. So, you know. Um so we're, we we've we've got we've got uh, we've got content is the important Oh that's awesome. We've that, got film. That, yeah. Know, mm-hmm. That's cool. That is keeping us mm-hmm. cool. We're enjoying
1: watching them, you know and uh it, it's just amazing it's just amazing well thank you so much Thank that think alexander for me and we'll have you both back on um well probably here in a month or two when the uh, the new film drops you know so um
2: i i would love it
1: yeah absolutely absolutely very cool well that's going to wrap it up for us today folks um, stay tuned, and yes, I got some emails earlier. I will be uploading the new shows—not um, the new shows, but the new who's going to be on the show and all that here tonight. That's my fun Friday night. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, to my website uh, directly here in about an hour or so. I'm going to start that. So we've got lots of we got some cool shows coming up uh, with some cool guests, and we those will be posted. I just got a little behind this week. Anyhow, um, we will see you all later. Remember, check out Night of the Caregiver. It is uh, out everywhere. You can check this out. Like, I think the best way, like like Joe said, just Google Night of the Caregiver. I, I think it's on Amazon.
2: I I don't know. I get the uh, it 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 it, it should be commentary. it should be on Amazon Prime by now for rent. Uh, but uh, uh, if if it's not today, it'll be any any second now. All right.
1: All right. Fantastic. Uh, very, very cool. Okay, folks, so that's going to wrap it up. Uh, remember the world's still a weird place. When the universe is trying to teach you patience, take your lesson, count to ten, <laughs> we'll all get through it. Be nice. That's all You don't want to be on a YouTube video, although they are sometimes fun to watch. I want to say it. You know. <laughs> <all I'm>
2: <laughs> I like that. Make
1: people pay to entertain you. That's all I'm saying. You know, you're you're missing. There you go. Monetize it. That's right. Okay, folks, that's going to wrap
2: it up. We will see you next time. Thank you, Joe. You rock. Thanks, Jamie, and thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Fantastic.
0: This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Panna oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto.
1: Hey, då här Hicks from uh, Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks.
0: Blog Talk Radio.